Welcome to the Queer Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Elise, and each week I'll be interviewing a queer person about their experiences in fitness and sports. This week, I talked to Dibs, a non-binary personal trainer and roller skating enthusiast. The Queer Fitness Podcast is co-produced by Eden Robinson. This episode of the Queer Fitness Podcast is sponsored by our Patreon. When you support this podcast on Patreon, you are helping make this labor of love a long-lasting one, and the first goal covers monthly audio file hosting and transcription costs. You get access to Patreon-only perks like bonus content from every episode. Support the show at patreon.com slash queerfitnesspod. Could you introduce yourself, um, your name, your queer identity, and any other words or hobbies to describe you? So my name is Dibs. I identify as non-binary, uh, and I'm transgender. Um, I am a personal trainer. I love to move my body. <laughs> I love to be in front of a crowd. Um, I'm 24. I use they, them pronouns. Uh, and... Yeah, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, that's that's awesome, awesome. So I saw you move to Montreal in July, and you know now we're on the same time zone, and you're not in Australia anymore. Could you talk a little bit about like your change in location? Maybe why, if you want to talk about that, <laughs> but also just like what's the, how's it different than living in Australia? Yeah, well, uh, I originally wanted to move overseas just for like a working holiday. Um, I've, I've sort of wanted to do it for the last five years or so and just always put it off because of a relationship or because of a job or because, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of friends at my last job that were going away and just having these adventures. And I was like, man, like, I wish I could do that. And they're so lucky. And then uh, my current partner now, who I've been with for like three and a half years, she was like, you can do that we can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she already lived like uh, in England when she was in her twenties. So um, she'd done it before and she was ready to do it again. And we don't, you know, we don't have a, a house or a mortgage or kids or anything. Um, we just had to find a foster carer for my dog who I miss so much. Um, and yeah, we chose Montreal because it's, it's uh it's very far <laughs> from home uh so it's it's a challenge in the way that Montreal is very French, <laughs> but it's also not too scary because it's still in Canada and uh it was very easy for us to get a visa because of the Commonwealth uh with australia and canada and and all the other countries in it um but we like landed on Montreal because of roller derby because my partner plays roller derby and uh, she wanted to push herself and see how far she could go with her career and yeah Montreal is a really hot ticket for that oh that's cool I didn't even know that that was a roller derby hotspot I guess yeah no one here knows either I tell everyone (laughs) they're like what we have a good team I was like yeah your team is great um yeah it's it's uh it's very similar in a lot of ways um, because it's very multicultural, just like Sydney is like you you jump on the bus or walk down the street and there'll be people speaking like three different languages like wh- when you walk down the road. Uh, there's really good food. Um, people are into sport, but it's just different sports. <laughs> uh, it's much colder. This is going to be my first 
snow. <laughs> like oh, I've yeah. been to a, a, a ski resort in the, the mountains in Australia before, but uh, like I haven't seen it snowing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the weather, the people are really lovely. Uh, just very, I find that like Quebecois people are very blunt, <laughs> but in the best way possible. <laughs> like you don't have to guess what they're thinking. They'll just tell you. And I love it. Can we talk about what you were doing before you moved in Sydney um, and with like super camp? Yeah, I miss it so much. Um, so I was working at a personal training studio in Western Sydney and on my weekends I would run a queer fitness class called super camp. It was advertised as like, you know, LGBTI friendly, safe space, um, but allies could come as well. And um, yeah, basically I just got a bunch of people together uh, on an evening or, or a weekend and did like boot camp style workout with a, a few pieces of equipment and just body weight stuff. Um, and yeah, I had like all sorts of people come from all walks of life who were just starting to exercise or who needed to cross train for soccer or roller derby or something uh, like that. And it was, yeah, a beautiful little community. And sometimes we would go and have brunch afterwards um, or dinner and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, I made it like a sliding scale, so it was like really accessible for whoever wanted to come and, and be amongst queer folk uh, and not in like a nightclub setting. Yeah. Could you talk about some experiences you had, like some good good times doing super camp, like most improved yeah. or something like this? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've had like a, a few friends uh, – specifically who um, were in the local lesbian soccer club called the Flying Bats. Nice. Um, yeah, who I ended up coaching <laughs> uh, when I quit my job at the gym that I was working at uh, to go freelance with my PT stuff. I ended up coaching the girls' soccer team like voluntarily uh, and uh, who are not um, only female-identified people. There are non-binary people as well on the team yeah. uh, and trans mass people. And uh yeah, it, it it was really cool, like getting to see them um, at soccer training, and then they'd come to super camp, and their uh, aerobic fitness would be improving on the field during games. Um, I had uh, a friend come once who just had like surgery done on her foot, <laughs> um, so I had to uh, you know change all the exercises so that she would be able to do it as well, um, not being able to put any weight on one of her feet, and. Uh, yeah, I've had uh, a lot of people with different sort of abilities come and realize that it's okay um, to exercise in a group, like in a general population class, because there's always going to be something that the instructor can change for you to be able to do. Um, and yeah, it just felt really lovely being able to include everyone and show them that you can still participate no matter what. You mentioned quitting or, you know, stopping working at a larger yeah. gym. How was your yeah. experience working at a larger gym as a non-binary um, queer person? <laughs> I made a really big dent on that place. Uh, so it wasn't like a commercial gym. It was a boutique uh, wellness studio. So you could only go there if you had a personal trainer. It wasn't okay. like an open gym floor. Um, but, yeah, it was still pretty large. Like there were, I don't know, like almost 200 clients that went there um, uh, who, you know, were shared by about six trainers um and yeah like a lot of I'm very out like about my transness and I uh I'm very lucky to be able to do so safely and without fear of you know getting fired or whatever but um 
I yeah, I, I educated a lot of uh, people who lived in the conservative uh, hills area of Sydney, which is referred to as the Bible Belt of Sydney. Oh, wow. uh, and uh, yeah, and I got to have a lot of really lovely conversations. Um, the owners started a class on Saturday is called strongman. And they did like typical strongman exercises with a yoke and farmers carry and all that. And, uh, I, it was my duty to take that class, um, for a few months and I had to start advertising it. And so when I advertised it, I called it strong human instead of strong man. And they adopted that name and that's still called that. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Life. Strong um, human yeah, is definitely so, better than strong man. Yeah. Right. Like it's so simple. They're like, Oh, how did we, we didn't think about that? I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> You know, it's, uh, you live this a certain lifestyle and you <laughs> you realize how to be inclusive, more inclusive. And it was funny because, like, the majority of their clientele are um, middle-aged cis women, um, and they had a class called Strongman. They were trying to figure out how to get more women to go to it. <laughs> so I was like, well. Um, <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, like, I, I I did like my time there, and I, I yeah, I feel like I, I made a difference, but... um you know, like everyone, a lot of trainers know it's uh, it's one of those gigs where uh, if you're not working for yourself, you are just being completely overworked <laughs> and ground to the to the ground. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I just figured it was time to take a leap and um, yeah, see see how I could go on my own uh, and and target more queer clients um, because there is a massive need for that. Uh, and yeah, it was really cool. But, uh, then, you know, six months later I, I was getting on a plane. So it was just sort of dipping my toe in the water, seeing how I would go on my own. And I'm trying to get that started in Montreal. Uh, yeah. You mentioned being on testosterone. And again, I saw an Instagram post that mentioned that you went off testosterone. Yeah. Is that, um, could you talk yeah, more I'm about yeah. your experiences with that and just tell me more. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, like, because I identify as non-binary. It was, yeah, it was a struggle um, when I first started seeing a psychologist and going to the doctors and, you know, they all they all really, really just want to hear from you that binary response of, I'm a man, give me, you know, help me, give me my hormones. And so I was sort of like, just thought that, you know, that's who I was, just so I could get some medical intervention and and then I realized like no I'm definitely definitely don't identify as a man so like you know my gender is always ever evolving as is you know everyone's and so uh, I was on hormones for like a year year and a half and then went off for six months then went back on for another six months and now uh, just before we left to go go to Montreal uh, I winged myself off them again and uh just because, uh, yeah, I just wasn't liking getting so hairy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was getting hairy. I couldn't cry. I was, uh, yeah, I just didn't like being uh, red as a man all the time. And, yeah, um, so I decided to go off. And, like, it is, it's crazy how much your body changes, uh, like, and not just the ways that other people see when they look at me. Like, I probably look the same um but, you know, from the last two years when people see me, but the amount of changes that have happened emotionally and, like, yeah, just other things happening with my body that people can't visually see is, like, crazy. Um, so it's been a wild ride. 
But uh, yeah, I feel good at the moment, and it is frustrating, like not just being a machine like I was when I was on hormones. But uh, you know, I I know that it's possible, and I just have to put in a little bit more effort. Um, yeah, so it's cool. You mentioned being a machine on hormones. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell me about like sort of your idea of how fitness helps you, I don't know, maybe create the non-binary body that you're looking for that doesn't involve testosterone or does that make sense? Just like, yeah, how, yeah. Does, how does uh, fitness help you with your gender identity? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think I definitely still have like some body dysmorphia, um, that could be gender related, but it could just be other like just general you know yeah like a lot of you know general society like putting its agenda on me but uh um yeah like being on testosterone helps me I guess uh see me the way that I like thought that I always wanted to look when I first started and I was really fit and after I had top surgery I was like wow you know this is this is this is how I sort of always envisioned my growing up to be and you just feel like how could it have ever been anything different? But um, being off it, like, uh, yeah, fitness still helps me uh, have the body that I want to have. But and now I, I'm trying to rewire my brain to um, think about, you know, just being content in identifying the way that I identify and not really worrying about how people perceive me because that's been like a giant source of anxiety ever since I started to realize that I wasn't cisgender um, was like being way too worried and preoccupied about um, how other people are, are reading me um, when it, it doesn't really matter. And I know who I am um, and I have, yeah, I have some body stuff to sort out, but uh, yeah, fitness sort of helps me keep on top of that and uh, helps me feel good about myself. Good, good. That. I've heard that I've heard similar things from a lot of people that it it's not the only thing, but it certainly helps. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about what you're doing now. Um, I've seen yeah. lots of your roller skating videos. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Um, so before I left Sydney, I did the uh, roller derby fresh meat program. Um, where they basically just teach you how to skate. And I did Sydney Roller Derby's level one and level two. Um, so, like, I would have been allowed to, to go into contact, but um, uh, we left the country. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I learned basically how to skate, and I went to a few roller discos and stuff. But when we got to Montreal, uh, we realized we lived so close to so many awesome skate parks Um and I'm, I'm all about the accessible fitness and the free fitness and, you know, working out at parks and using the world as your gym, as your playground. And so, yeah, that sort of just went hand in hand with, with, with park skating. And uh, we met a few cool people from the uh, Chicks in Bowls uh, Montreal uh, group who uh, sort of just welcomed us straight away. And I've been, yeah, doing bowl skating for like four or five months now. And uh I'm like getting pretty good. 
I mean, I, it, I it looks really cool from what I can tell. That's for sure. Yeah, there's still like so many people that I'm like, wow, how do they do that and how do they make it look so easy and like. I wish I could do that. And, you know, there's days where I'm like, oh, I could never, like, I'm never going to get there. But when I look back at the videos of when I first went to the skate park to now, I was so scared to do the smallest things that now is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's like I was going to join the roller derby team here. But, you know, the nature of my job is that, you know, like people have said before, you work when other people are not at their nine to five job. So, and roller derby training is always in the evenings, and that's when I would have personal training clients. So, uh, I was like, what else can I do with my roller skates that's during the day? And skate parks was it. How is it measuring your progress in a different way? Like, you're learning all these new tricks as opposed mm. to, I don't know, lifting heavier weights or... Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it- yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, you know, when I'm in the gym, it'll be like, okay, well, I deadlifted this much for this many reps and I squatted this much for this many reps. Um, but yeah, with roller skating, it's, uh, it, it does feel like harder to measure your progress because you just constantly feel like you're not good enough because there's always some amazing mega superstar who's doing backflips and cartwheels and you're like, wow, you know, I'll never get there. But uh, like I said, I look back at, you know, one of the first videos that I took uh, when I got to Montreal and yeah, it's one of those visual things. So it would be really hard for someone who, who didn't tape, tape themselves to see their progress. So I'm lucky that I, I always go with my partner or a skate friend, um, or a group of friends and we, we all take photos and videos of each other and post them on the Facebook group. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's such a visual thing and you feel like such elation because you're like, Oh wow. (laughs) I, uh, I actually did you know, do something in, in X amount of weeks and uh, I, or I, you know, I'm nailing this trick nine times out of 10 where last, last week I was only getting it five times out of 10. Right. Yeah. yeah. How are you staying motivated with your fitness or maybe skating um, through the holidays and the cold? Um, motivated. Uh, yeah. Just by, I guess, um, well, uh, with skating especially, there's a group called the International Game of Roller Skate, also known as IGORS, uh, on Facebook. And I, I'm in a game at the moment. It's like, uh, I don't know if you know, of like a horse when you play basketball. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, like, so it's like that, but we spell out skate. So if you if you miss a trick, then you get a letter. Um, and uh, you keep playing the game until you spell out skate and then you're eliminated. So uh, I'm in an IGORS game at the moment and a lot of people are... Uh, yeah, are in the same game with me, and we're only like 21 tricks in. Most games last for about 30 to 50 tricks, so uh, it's good. Like uh, now that it's uh, getting really cold and it's very icy outside, I can't use the free skate parks anymore, which sucks. But uh, I'll like wait till two or three tricks uh, um, uh, stack up in the Eagles game, and then I'll go to the indoor skate park that is, uh, you know, half an hour bus ride away, and just smash out those tricks in a few hours. Um, and also like my apartment's really tiny, but, uh, yeah, I can, I can do like a a circuit workout at home with my fiance (laughs) when uh, we're both feeling like we just need to get out some energy. Um, yeah, it's just getting excited for things and, uh, like knowing that summer's around the corner and knowing that her roller derby season will start back again in February. So we both have to sort of keep fit, uh, 
and and so yeah we're ready for anything that's cool cool technology is so great at connecting people for a game of a game of horse or skate yeah and it's crazy like there are people from all over the world in it <laughs> like there are us there are other canadians there's americans there's people from new zealand england people like france germany really cool that is really cool is there anything you feel like i haven't asked or talked about um oh what am i doing at the moment with my pt stuff oh yeah sure well glad you asked <laughs> what are you doing at the moment with your pt stuff <laughs> So at the moment, uh, I'm trying to lock down a place in Montreal to train people from. That's not just my apartment because my apartment doesn't have a squat rack. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, I'm making uh, online programs and doing online coaching. Um, so if people want to check that out, they can head to dibsfitness.com or hit me up on Instagram at dibs underscore PT. And uh, yeah, and check out, uh, just send me a message and I'll send you uh, my offerings and doing uh nutrition support as well as uh, programming and online coaching. So uh, uh, that's, uh, but if people live in Montreal, they can definitely hit me up for a session, uh, a physical face-to-face session at their uh, house. So I'm going to people's homes as well as uh, training from my own apartment. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Would you be down for doing a couple questions of trivia? I don't know if you have listened to episodes of the podcast that have I've been listening. Again. And when it got to that part, I was very frightened because I was like, is she going to do this every week? And she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, I will, I'll, I'll enjoy your facts. Okay. We'll see if I can get close. Okay. Um, so the two categories that I picked for you um, are uh-huh. LGBT Australia history Oh, Jesus. And, okay. and some roller skating history. <laughs> One of the major LGBT groups started in Australia began in 1970 with the acronym CAMP. What does that stand for? Oh, I feel like this is going to be really obvious when you tell me CAMP. Does the P stand for pride? No, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go for it. I don't know. Tell me. Uh, it's the Campaign Against Moral Persecution. Wow, have not heard of them. Yeah. On to roller skating history. When was the mm-hmm. first recorded use of roller skates? Oh, I totally Googled this like not that long ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my brain. Um, I remember like seeing pictures of skates from like the early 1900s, but then I saw some really weird, funky looking ones that looked like they would have been from like, I don't know, 1806. <laughs> you're closer but it was 1743 Damn. yeah close when did sexual activities between consenting adults of any gender become legal across australia oh that would have been actually i the date is actually quite shocking <laughs> how uh not that long ago it was uh was it like 70s no so it was 1994 Oh, jeez. Yeah. When was the first quad skate designed? So if, if the inline was in 1743, uh-huh. first quad skate uh, was? 1843. <laughs> uh, it's 1863. Actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> cool. For how many years has the Sydney Gay Mardi Gras taken place? Oh, they had their 40th anniversary not too long ago. That's amazing. Eight, what year are we in now? 41 years. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, because uh, the original uh, marches are called the 78ers. 
Uh, that's just what they go by. And I, I owe my life to those people. And uh, I love them so much. They have a float uh, called the, the MAG, the Mature Age Gaze. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it's my favorite. I love them. They're so cute. Um, and did you know that Sydney is hosting World Pride 2023? Yes, because enough. Montreal are trying to go for it, and I'm going to be back in Australia by then. So I was like, no, Montreal, <laughs> give it to Sydney. Nice. <laughs> and my last question, um, what is the record for the fastest Berlin roller skating marathon? Wait, so there's a marathon just for people on skates? Yes, there is. <laughs> I was really oh excited when I found out about that because there's, you know, speed skating time trials for yeah. all distances. But yes, there are roller skating marathons. I'd give that a go. Um, so, uh, oof, so the fastest skating marathon, I'd say like 50 minutes. So it's 56 minutes, 49 seconds. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and that yeah. was by a man named Bart Swings, which is a great name in 2015 that is amazing yeah shout out what wherever people can find you yeah uh, i'm also on facebook under dibs fitness um and the website again was dibsfitness.com and uh yeah i'm on instagram as well uh so yeah look me up if you want to see what i'm up to or if you want to get in touch about sharing roller skating tricks or anything <laughs> awesome awesome thank you so much this has been fun no yeah my pleasure this was really really cool <laughs> This episode of the Queer Fitness Podcast is sponsored by our Patreon. When you support this podcast on Patreon, you are helping make this labor of love a long-lasting one, and the first goal covers monthly audio file hosting and transcription costs. You get access to Patreon-only perks like bonus content from every episode. Support the show at patreon.com slash queerfitnesspod.